This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Who you got? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. Instagram as well, Ty D. Butler. Let's get these phone lines popping for the next three hours at 800-919-3776. At 4.30, we will talk to my guy Nick Wright from FS1. Chop it up about his beloved Chiefs. Because for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' postseason career, he is an underdog. So exciting to break this game down, all the storylines, legacies. What does it mean for Mahomes? Is he on pace with a victory to catch Tom Brady for GOAT status? Andy Reid, how high is the jump for him as a head coach? Because this would be his second Super Bowl, and all the Chiefs have done for the last five years is win. How about Jalen Hurts? Because all year long, we've questioned whether or not He's actually a franchise quarterback. Is he upper echelon? You know, with the likes of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow with a victory, the conversation might start to change about him. And all I've heard for two weeks is Philly. They, they haven't played anyone. They haven't really faced any competition. So I'm excited to dive into all of the storylines. Once again, on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, Instagram as well. Nick Wright joining us at 430. Excited to talk to him. But from now until then, it is you and I, 800-919-3776. And of course, throughout the show, we did get some some other storylines that dropped this week in basketball. So we'll sprinkle in that in as well uh, with the Nets, with the Knicks, and you know even some Jets conversation. Who's going to be the quarterback next year? Hopefully uh, this, this week we'll learn that Aaron Rodgers is, is joining us in New York. Uh, but we will get to that, 800-919-3776. So who, in the big game, who do you got tonight? Let me know. Is it the Eagles or do you have the Chiefs? I know a lot of the listening audience, just because of – you know, it's it's a giant town from a football uh, perspective, rooting against the Eagles. So I, I know a lot of Giants fans are pulling for for the Chiefs to win tonight. But is it just rooted in that? Do you feel like the Chiefs are actually the better team? I, I wonder if the Chiefs win this game tonight. Can we consider them a dynasty? This is their fifth straight title game, three Super Bowl appearances, and this would be their second victory in, in the big game, 64-18 and 18 in the regular season. So do the Chiefs become a dynasty with this win? And I mentioned it at the top of the show, Patrick Mahomes, his second Super Bowl win in five years. And it's like all, all we know, all we've seen from Mahomes is AFC Championship game is his worst-case scenario throughout his career. And boy, what, how, how, how does it feel to be a Chiefs fan living in that world? where every year you're just pretty much guaranteed to be in the AFC title game. Uh, could we be having a conversation soon about Mahomes catching Brady? And I know it sounds premature right now, but he's only 27 years old. And again, I mentioned it's like every single year the Chiefs are the team to beat. And I remember at the start of the season, it's so funny, we go back and re- revisit what the conversation was. And it was, you know, Tyreek Hill traded to Miami. How does this affect Mahomes? Now he's going to have to become more creative because the Chiefs don't have enough weapons. It's going to change their offense. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Tyreek Hill, uh, home now watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So you wonder if he if he's actually rooting for the Chiefs to win this game. Because, you know, it got to be a little salty watching his former team uh, in, in this moment. But, it, you know, Patrick Mahomes low-key is getting the Steph Curry treatment from before the finals last year. You remember what the commentary was? His folks were like, you know, Steph really needed that signature moment because despite having three championships and two regular season MVPs, they didn't have a finals MVP. 
And we really didn't have that standout performance. And then we saw Steph Curry go for 43-10 and 10 in Game 4 against the Celtics, silence the noise, won the Finals MVP, won his fourth championship, and he is now going to be absolved of criticism the rest of his career. So for Mahomes, it's become the same same thing. Because while some are having the like entertaining the conversation of Kenny Katz Brady, others are saying, listen, in, in, in two Super Bowl appearances, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 50, 57 completion percentage. And yes, he does have the Super Bowl MVP, but we really haven't seen that breakout performance. We we haven't seen it just yet. So I was reminded of, you know, the, the Steph Curry, like what we were talking about with him last June, and it feels like we're coming into that moment. Steph Curry delivered on the biggest stage. Our... our are we expecting Mahomes to do the same thing? The reports today from Schefter is, you know, all week nursing that that ankle injury. He looks much better now than he did headed into that Cincinnati game. Much better. So I, I'm expecting to see an unlimited Patrick Mahomes. I actually don't even think that the Chiefs— I, I don't think that we're getting the two best teams in the NFL. I, I think clearly the Eagles were the best team in the, in the NFC. I still feel like the Bengals were the better football team. But when you have the ultimate cheat code in Patrick Mahomes, he just unlocks everything for you offensively and just like for the tenor of the game. He he is the ultimate neutralizer equalizer. And we saw last week when the game was on the line, as much as I love Joe Burrow, he didn't make the plays and Patrick Mahomes did. So this this could be the start of... Look, let's not be hyperbolic. It's just reality. This could be the start of the greatest quarterback resume we've ever seen. He likely won't get to seven because that's tough. Brady kind of, that's obviously unprecedented, but it's almost unfair to now judge anyone against the seven championships Brady has won. We may never see that again. But as in basketball, we've seen LeBron didn't need to get to six to pass Jordan for the greatest player of all time. I don't think Mahomes needs to get to seven, but I think the path becomes much more arduous if he loses this game today. And not only does he need to win it, but we need to see a spectacular performance. Mahomes could become just the seventh player in NFL history to win an MVP in a Super Bowl in the same season. Meanwhile, for the Eagles, the narrative going around is they haven't played anyone. I keep hearing, well, they they they, they haven't played anyone. They're, they haven't really been tested. And it, it, it makes me think, well, they haven't been tested because they're up double digits. Well, maybe the reason why they've been up double digits is because they're a great team. So the fact that their success is being held against them, to me, is like one of the most oddest critiques I've ever heard. All year, they have one loss with Jalen Hurts under center. And that was that weird game against uh, the Commanders where there was some, some bad officiating. Goddard ends up getting hurt. But all year long, one loss with Hurts as their starting quarterback. Only the Niners and Bills had a better point differential throughout the season. I think the Eagles are up against this narrative that's only going to be extinguished if they win this game today. Because there was nothing they were going to be able to do against the Giants who they handled pretty easily 38-7. to There was nothing they were going to be able to do uh, the following week uh, against a banged-up Niners team who, who eventually lost their quarterback when they, they go on to win that 31-7. to There was nothing they were going to be able to do against those two teams that was going to change the narrative about the Eagles not really being a legitimate 
as legitimate as their record would indicate. So I think in order for them to get the proper respect that they have coveted and have deserved all year long, they need to win this game. And what it would mean for Jalen Hurts to win this game is, you know, we, we always do the quarterback rankings. Like, who's the best quarterback in football? Who are the top five quarterbacks? And Jalen Hurts never was in that conversation because we didn't really expect this to happen. He had a breakout season. And we learned this past Thursday, finished second in the MVP voting. So for Jalen Hurts, uh, I, I think the conversation begins to shift a little bit. Uh, I, I heard his, the owner of the Eagles, Jeff Lurie, say he has nothing to prove, and I don't think he could be any more wrong. Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove because there are still people who aren't sold on him despite him finishing second to just Mahomes in the MVP voting. If he gets this championship and plays very well, I think you enter next season elevating him on that quarterback hierarchy because here are the facts. He'd have more championships than Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, I get only t- through two years, but he's got more he's got more rings than those guys. And ultimately, as as fairly or unfairly, championships really drive the conversation and drive the narratives. So if he's able to punctuate what's been an excellent season for him, and I think actually would have gotten the MVP if he didn't get hurt, if he's able to punctuate this fantastic season for the Eagles, solidifying it with a championship then I, I, I think going into next year, when you talk about top five quarterbacks in all of football, put him in there because his numbers are never going to jump out at you because he's a dual quarterback. So he's not going to put up 400 uh, passing yards through the air, five touchdowns. He's going he's gonna to run the football. He's going to be very meticulous with his, his dual attack. And you're really going to have to use the juxtaposition of the, of the rushing yards with the passing yards, the rushing touchdowns with the passing touchdowns in order to tell the full story uh, of Justin, uh, I'm sorry, of Jalen Hurts, whereas with other quarterbacks, you can just look at the raw numbers and see it. Jalen Hurts is a different cat, so I think this, this is obviously a, a huge game for him, the biggest game he's ever played in, but as far as what the upside is, winning, he has a lot to gain because I think it completely changes the conversation. So 800-919-3776, we're just getting the party started. Like I said, we're playing Rihanna for three hours, getting ready for her headlining the halftime show tonight. I'm very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to her gracing this. I didn't even realize this. Rihanna on stage for the first time in seven years. Shout out to Nadeska at Apple Music for that, that, that sit down where I learned she's going to be on stage for the first time in seven years, just had a baby. So this is an exciting time for her, exciting time for all of the hip-hop and R&B fans like myself. So I'm looking forward to the game, of course, and also the halftime performance. 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Who you got winning tonight? Who has the most to gain also? Is it a dynasty if the Chiefs win this one? And is Patrick Mahomes on pace to catch Brady with a victory? We'll talk about it. Go until 5 o'clock right here on 9870. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's so funny what folks get caught up in. Like, I'm talking about Mahomes' legacy and can he catch Brady. So I, I, I guess conveniently threw in that LeBron didn't need to get to six to catch Jordan and already the Twitter timeline is blowing up because folks are offended. You're missing the point. All I'm saying is 
it's really not about championships. You look at the resume in itself, and who knows if Mahomes is going to play till 45. But if he, through his first five seasons, has two regular season MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two championships, five straight AFC championship games, and winning with this roster that we all would agree might be the worst one they've had during the run, just when you look at the skill position players... Uh, it, it just feels like they're going to run roughshod on, on the AFC for a long time. It, this is setting up for Mahomes to be on pace to catch Brady. Not that he is going to pass him, but he's on pace to do so. And I think it, it, it is definitely a conversation that will be had. Conversely, uh, because this is how this thing works in the media, the conversation changes a little bit. E- everyone is singing the praises of Mahomes, and rightfully so. He's an all-time great already. Which, by the way, I'll ask you this real quick, Joe Leo. If tonight, like after the game, breaking news, and and this just comes to everyone's surprise, Mahomes announces he's retiring. Is he already a Hall of Famer? Just yes or no? Yes. See, it's interesting. Like Mahomes is rewriting the script. We're already talking about him. He's already a Hall of Famer through five seasons. Can he catch Brady? Well, uh, this guy's unbelievable. Here's the reason why, though, because if they win the Super Bowl. Presumably, he's the Super Bowl MVP, right? So he now has two MVPs, two Super Bowl rings, and two Super Bowl MVPs. How many people just walking the earth can say that? Yeah, not, <laughs> not many. Uh, but So I'm looking forward to it because the storyline's galore. I mean, these two teams are evenly matched. You look through every, you know, every platform, every platform at the staff writer predictions. They're all torn. No, it seems like I think I saw on actually our our station's Instagram that the entirety of the station picked the Chiefs to win this game, uh, which is interesting to me. But as I was saying about Mahomes, the conversation is going to change quickly if he loses. You you we know one thing that you can't happen: you lose in championship games, because then it becomes well, uh, one and two in Super Bowls, one and two in Super Bowls is is Mahomes. We'll go from him being the GOAT to, you know, this is LeBron 2.0, can't win the big game as if him losing last week would have been better than, or losing two weeks ago would have been better than him losing in this game. But uh, that's what happens. That's what happens when you get to the stage. 800-919-3776. We begin with my guy, Spike in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm casting no aspersions at anybody else. But I'm so happy that you are on the air, uh, changing of the God and son, talking age-wise. And uh, I just think it's refreshing and it's nice, and it goes hand-in-hand with uh, the question you just asked. So I do appreciate that. I'll be real fast. Uh, Look, this market is predominantly Giant fans, probably 60-40 or something like that. The Jets gets more play because negative always gets more play. And at one point it may shift. So, obviously, Philadelphia and Dallas are the, are the evil villains. We know that by now. And it's a one-and-done game, you know? It's like the finals in the NCAA or college football. Look, you can weigh it all. Rust versus rest. Philadelphia has the better lines. We've been through this ad infinitum, tie. The best team will win, most likely. I hope the officiating's good. Um, Andy Reid is a likable character. His life's not been a model life. He's been through hell and back, personally. And uh, you have to like the guy in Philadelphia. You have to like him or hate him. You know, he's one of those guys. And I think Jalen Hurts could be a fantastic uh, quarterback. 
whoever wins the game, this could be, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't know football like I know hoops, but maybe it's the last guy to get the ball. But whatever it is, like I said, I'm glad you're on the air. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Because, you know, we had a run, and my last point is we had a run. The last seven, eight years have been great Super Bowls. But prior to that, there were about eight of the last ten years prior to that, they were terrible games. So enjoy it. Whoever wins, hope it's the best game, hope it's the best team, and uh, have a blessed afternoon. You too, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, you look at the numbers, and I I mentioned how evenly matched these two teams are. I came across uh, this that – you know, both of both both of these teams have the same exact record, the same exact record this season. They have the same amount of points scored, same amount of All Pros. Like it, this is as evenly matched as it gets. I will say, if if not for this is how how brilliant Mahomes is. If it were any other quarterback in the NFL, we'd be all over the Eagles in this game, because you know, presumably Mahomes just a little dinged up with the ankle. The Chiefs, Nomi Cole Hardman, they had pretty much all of their receivers go out last week. You know, Kelsey in the AFC Champion, I keep saying last week, two weeks ago, Kelsey in the AFC Championship game uh, was a game-time decision because of his back. Uh, the Eagles, on paper, are the much better team, but when you have to account for Patrick Mahomes, it's a, a guy you simply don't bet against. And I said at the top of the show, it's the first time in his NFL career where he's an underdog in the postseason. So Vegas get this, Vegas get this right? Or you said second? When was the first time? Because I, I read that this is the first time. Last week? No, the Chiefs ended up being favored last week. The line moved to Chiefs minus one and a half. So it started with the Bengals being favored. But once we learned that Mahomes were healthy, by game time, the Chiefs were favored. So this this is the first time Mahomes in his career is an underdog in the postseason. We head to Michigan to talk to my guy Craig. What's up, Craig? Hey, what's, that, what's happening? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, you know, I just wanted to call in because you asked if it's a dynasty. I'd like to speak on that. If they win, certainly, it's going to be a dynasty. But you already brought it up. Is one of the things I was going to mention. If Mahomes were to lose, he's going to be one and two. But even more so, um, Andy Reid would be one, one uh, loss away from being Marv Levy for the Bills. Well, no, being, Marv uh, Levy never won a Super Bowl. So, Levy, I know. I, Reid I, I, has I said one, one that's why I said one loss away. So he'd be one and three. And, every, and many people believe, um, then some people don't believe this, but many people believe that he needed that last Super Bowl win to cement his status as a Hall of Fame coach. He did. Um, and, and, and once he got that, everybody's okay, Hall of Fame coach. But if he were to lose this game, now he'd be one and three. And, you know, he's probably going to have more opportunities. You never know because Marino never got back. A lot of guys never got back to the Super Bowl. But he's probably going to have more opportunities. But this is a big, huge, huge, big-time game because of that. And I, I think that – well, let me ask you personally, what would you think of Andy Reid as a coach if he loses this game? I don't – honestly, I don't really th- – <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think much changes for me. Because I think the Eagles are a better team. Like, I don't – like, what? what's not going to happen in my mind is are the Eagles are going to win this game because Andy Reid has just been – significantly outcoached. Like, he's making all the wrong decisions. So I don't think it changes much in my mind. But I, but I do think... So it's one of those situations where I think... 
like a loss doesn't affect him too much, but a victory can because now he becomes one of, what, 15 coaches in NFL history to have multiple Super Bowls. So I think that significantly elevates his status, uh, not just all time, but then you come go into next season saying, like, all right, I know Belichick's the best coach in the NFL, but is Andy Reid second? So I think that's like I think that's what's at stake here for for Andy. Well, you know what? That's a, that's an interesting topic. Let's take Belichick and Andy Reid out of the uh, equation. For me, I immediately think Mike Tomlin and Mike. Do you have anybody else to add to that list? I mean, as far as the best coaches in the league. Well, McVay was uh, excellent. I know last season, notwithstanding, he lost his quarterback. So Sean McVay's got to be up there. Uh, John Harbaugh I mean, is his team's in the playoffs every year, and you know they they the last two years have been uh, devastated by injuries. And Tomlin, so I go and hopefully I'm not forgetting anyone just off the top of my head. But Tomlin, yeah, Harbaugh, me too. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is is rising above the ranks. Andy Reid's there. Like Belichick's in a in a, you know in a class all by himself. So everyone's fighting for second. But I think that's what the list becomes. Like those names we throw into the list. And then hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to whisper this into the microphone. Uh, we could get Robert Sala into that conversation at some point in the next few years, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, hey, let me ask you, let me ask you when, when is your show on on a regular basis so I can tune in more often? Please? Well, this is uh, kind of randomized now. It's random. It's, uh, you know, a fill-in situation that hopefully uh, can become, you know, much more regular. So we'll see. But with, with people like you, you know, giving me some love, that that's what's going to happen. So I appreciate the love, homie. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You have a great day. Enjoy the game, brother. You too. That's a great conversation. Love a nice back and forth. We're not screaming at each other. I don't mind screaming at callers and we, like, because that's fun. It's entertaining. But that was that, that was great. You know, nice little back and forth. James in Spring Valley uh, wants to chop it up. What's up, James? What's up, James? Yo, my man, Ty. Yeah, what do you Butler. Let's do it. What's up? What's up? What's, what's going on, man? Big shout out to the company. Yo, listen, Ty. Love you, man. I appreciate the work. I hope to, hope that you become a permanent member of 98.7. God, you know, you have great takes, so I got to get that out of the way. All love. That's number one. Thank you, sir. The second thing is we're talking about legacy here. And I know I go back and back and forth with Andy Reid, and you made some very good points. About, and I was going to ask who needs who this more for the overall legacy. I, I, I and, and I'm sure you'll take the, um, the Andy Reid approach, but I think – Patrick Mahomes needs this more because Patrick Mahomes wants to wants to be the you know the best quarterback. To challenge the Tom Brady as to be in that goat conversation, kind of like how LeBron in multiple eyes is the goat. Even though I think MJ is that's a different story for a different day. I think this is more for Mahomes because you want to establish a legacy as being the best quarterback of all time, more so than Andy Reid. Because I think we all see Andy Reid as one of the best coaches to ever do it. So, in your opinion, who needs this Super Bowl for their legacy? Uh, needs? So, it depends on – so, here's the thing, and I appreciate the call, James. Like, if if the goal – and Mahomes actually talked about it this week. If the goal is to catch Brady, which obviously is for him, I think he needs this one. And not that he's, he's, he's never going to get back there. The Chiefs are excellent. It's just now you're pacing to do something incredible with the two Super Bowls, the two Super Bowl MVPs, the two Super Bowl, uh, the two regular season MVPs, 64 and 18 through your first five years, five straight AFC championship games all in your building. And like for you to do it as limited as you are physically with the, with the weapons that you have at your disposal, not being what you've had in the past. 
I think it sets up for this becoming, you know, the 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 AFC that every single year has to go through Kansas City, barring some significant injury. And Mahomes actually trying to do something hasn't been done in a while. He's up against a, a bad streak. The last nine reigning MVP uh, MVPs who played in the Super Bowl all lost. So for him to become just the seventh player in NFL history, to pair that regular season MVP with the Super Bowl MVP in the same season adds to whatever or it already is a decorated resume. So I mentioned the two MVPs in his first six seasons of his career. The first one, uh, he started the last game of the year, so I don't really count that. So it's really two MVPs through his first five seasons, and you know no other quarterback in NFL history reached that mark faster. Brady, it took him 11 years to do that. So again, it's just if so to answer your question as far as needing it. If if we're talking about him having to catch Brady, he needs it. I don't think Andy Reid necessarily needs the Super Bowl. Though it does help him monumentally. Because every year we talk about who's the best court, who's the best coach in football, we don't really hear his name a ton. He gets mentioned because, you know, it's the Chiefs and it's Mahomes, but now we start to put some respect on the name of Andy Reid. Jalen Hurts, listen, uh, we J- Josh Allen was the favorite to win the MVP this year. Lamar Jackson, who I love, is a reigning league MVP. Joe Burrow was in the Super Bowl last year. Had his team a couple of plays away from getting back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, Look at all the young quarterbacks we talk about, right? If Jalen Hurts gets this one, he's got more rings than all of them. Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, who every single year we're just waiting for the Chargers to take that next step, and they just haven't done it. If Hurts gets this MVP, he's got something all those other young quarterbacks don't have. Uh, coming up next, I'll tell you why, despite all of that, I've got a root for the Eagles tonight. Got a root for the Eagles. Ty Butler going until 5 o'clock right here on 98.7 This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. What you're most looking forward to, and it just shows you like the the, the difference in the audience on Instagram versus Twitter. Just got a lot of folks on Instagram. I said, "What you most looking forward to? The game or Rihanna?" I already got a couple Rihanna votes. Uh, that's not flying on Twitter. All the sports fans. 800-919-3776. Before I get back to the phone calls at 800-919-3776, I teased that I got a root for the Eagles tonight. I'll explain myself. So I understand that living in New York, we are conditioned to hate certain cities, you know, it's, it's from a sports standpoint, like a, a healthy sports hatred of Boston, of Philly. And I think Houston's getting up there in, in baseball with the Astros. Here's the problem, though, for me. I, if the Chiefs win this game with a compromised Mahomes and really no legitimate receivers who you fear, what chance does the rest of the AFC have going forward? Because you could I, you could make a legitimate case this is going to be the worst version of the Chiefs we see for a while. They've got a, a ton of young players and rookies on defense who are just gonna, only going to get better. Mahomes is going to be healthier going forward than he is today. And I get those guys get older. They're going to be able to draft and develop receivers. I don't think Andy Reid's going anywhere. If they win this game... When coming into the year, everyone was all over Buffalo. I was all over Cincinnati because I just felt like they were being disrespected. Joe Burrow, he's healthy. Mahomes isn't. 
the Eagles are this this powerhouse, and they're able to get through. They didn't play Buffalo, but I'm just saying, like, that was the team everyone feared. They beat the Jags, who really had no business being in that game. The Chargers just kind of fumbled the bag. They beat the Bengals, and now they're going to beat this, this juggernaut in Philadelphia with the compromised Mahomes, no legitimate receivers, and maybe the worst version of them we'll, we'll see for quite some time. What chances the rest of the AFC have? So I have to root for the Eagles because it'll make me feel like my team, my New York Jets, once we sign or once we trade for Aaron Rodgers and continue to develop uh, offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, and defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner, we've got a fighter's chance. We can make some noise. Like there isn't that much, there's separation, but not that significant, not, not that significant that upgrading tremendously at quarterback, you can't overcome. The Chiefs win this game, it feels like, Everyone else is just drawing dead, and I, and I understand. Well, the NFL doesn't work like that because there's so much roster turnover. Things happen from year to year. But five straight AFC championship games for the Chiefs all in Arrowhead, and Mahomes is only getting better. It's just it's hard to envision a path forward for anyone in the AFC if the Chiefs win this game. So it's not like I'm rooting for Philly. It's more so that I have to root against Kansas City because just from an emotional standpoint as a Jet fan— I feel better about my team's future. I am more optimistic than I would be if the Chiefs win this game tonight. So there's your explanation. You still think I'm a fraud, Joe Leo? I don't. I don't think that makes me a fraud. I think that makes me rational. Like I'm. I'm. I'm two steps ahead. It's fraud, Jace. How's it fraud, Jace? Because like if I'm a Giants fan, it makes sense. I don't hate the Eagles. Which, by the way, the the only franchise that the Jets have never beaten is <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, I don't hate them. I don't. I don't really. Ha- I don't have a, a hatred toward them. They don't really affect me or bother me at all. I don't either. But at the same time, it's like the same thing with like. Well, if the like the giant fans rooting for the Eagles, like, well, the the winner of the Super Bowl was in our division, so it's good for our division. Who cares? Yeah, no, that that, Just, that makes no but sense. But it's the same. It's the same argument. Just because the Jets play in the AFC. Doesn't mean that. No, like, it, it's different though. The Jets could totally miss Mahomes on their way to a Super Bowl. Like he could get knocked out by some other team. Yeah, but it's hard to envision that when it, he would be coming off of a, a five-year run, two titles, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, five trips to the AFC Championship game. Like that's hard to overcome in itself, especially for a Jets team that is still, by the way, in the midst of a rebuild. They they might have, you know might have over exceeded and exceeded expectations to some degree last year but they're still in the midst of a rebuild i've got to feel i've got to feel optimistic that's all i'm saying did the jets get past brady uh once t- one time they did they can get past mahomes if they get if they got past brady i don't know man it's gonna be tough 800-919-3776 let's head to the boogie down the bx talk to ray what's going on ray yeah yeah what's up time yeah what up you know what's up? I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to you. I don't you know if you did. remember. Boogie Down Ray Ray. Yeah, you did. I told you I'll be back. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, and listen, I ain't hating on you, but I'm letting you know mm-hmm. my prediction is still stands 34 21 Chiefs. And you need to tell your technician, the guy that puts the music, to put the anthem by DMX. All right, well, we shut him down. Shut him down, we're buddy. Only, we, I, I would, but we're only playing Rihanna today. We're, we're, we're giving some love okay. and the floor but, to Rihanna. Keep it in mind, in your mind, Ty. Shut him down. Casey's going to do it. Listen, I, like I said, I'm not hating on you. Okay, that's how you feel. I love you, man. But it's going to be KC 
Red and white, buddy. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes has weapons. By 13? You don't know, man. Stop playing, man. He's got weapons. By 13, though? Th- thir- so you I don't even so. have this. You I, don't even I, think this I'm is going to be close. Uh, listen, not that close. All right. Listen. All right. Give him a couple of scrimmage. Scrimmage about two or three points. I'm telling you. <laughs> 34 21, 30. At least 34 26, KC, okay? All right. Hey, I'm not going to give you more points than that, but I'm letting you know. So listen, here's, weapons. here's the deal, Ray. So I've got the Eagles winning this game. You've got the All Chiefs right. winning this game. You called me back right. because this was your prediction, and you did tell me the last time I spoke to you a couple weeks ago. Next. That, and KC would be right. Yes, you, you said it. So you, uh, what I want you to do, though, I'll be back on next Saturday, 3 to 4.30, and then uh, I'll be back oh, yeah, on Sunday. Oh, yeah, you know Sunday. you're here for me. Yeah. I'll be back on Sunday, 3 to 7. I, I want to hear from you, win or lose. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that sounds good. Don't now, just be waving the pom-poms uh, uh, when you yeah. get the predictions right. I need you to, to be humble listen, enough that if you still yeah, lose, I'm going to talk to you next week. Ty, if you, when I get on the air next Sunday, which you said from 3 to what? Uh, I, so next Saturday, 3 to 4.30, Sunday, 3 to 7. So it's three to wait, wait. Three Sunday, to what? I, I didn't hear that part. Sunday, three to seven. Leading okay, into okay. NBA I'm, I'm gonna do the game. three to seven. Let's do and it. And let me tell you, I'm telling you, man, I'll be back with my results. Okay. What had happened today? But I'm letting you know, Ty. Listen, you you feel like Philly? That's okay. Listen, I even I even buy you a Philly cheese steak <laughs> if you win. If the, if the Eagles win, man. Oh, I'm, I, on, I'm, man. I'm with Stop that. Playing. Okay, I'm with that, Ray. I appreciate the all call. Right. I'll talk to you next week, bro. Yeah, and, yeah. All right, man. Later, enjoy, Ty. Enjoy the game. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. 20 minutes from now, we're going to rip him to shreds. 800-919-3776, Ty D. Butler, Twitter and Instagram. Danny on Long Island wants to talk about the Super Bowl. What's up, Danny? Happy Sunday, man. Happy Sunday. Dave's entire take on Super Bowl, Super Bowl parties is so ridiculous. He he sounds like he'd rather be Hannibal Lecter (laughs) in a room by himself or even like Aaron Aaron Rodgers in total darkness. Four four days of darkness. Yeah, I'm going to destroy Dave in like 20 minutes. Uh, So make sure you guys tune into that. But yeah, he's... By the way, if Aaron Rodgers is in four days of total darkness, can can someone describe to me how he goes to the bathroom? Because... (laughs) Total darkness means I can't find the toilet bowl. Yeah, but so what, 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 how, what are we doing with that? I, I'm going to be honest, Danny. So I don't quite understand, like, that whole four days of darkness thing. That just sounds, like, spooky and weird. Like, right. No, nothing you tell about me that. you want to go to a – yeah, I want to go to a cabin up in my lake. I don't bring my cell phone. I got books to read. I make a fire. I, I do some jigsaw puzzles by myself. And my wife can't call me to ask me, what you know, what's for dinner tomorrow. I'm fine with that. Hook me up. I'm good. You know, I can go for nice walks and get some fresh air. I'm all in. But uh, sitting sitting in darkness for four hours, I last about fifteen minutes before I start crying. <laughs> then imagine like when you actually have to get brightness after four days, like how it's going to affect you. It's, it's crazy. Uh, he's got to be taking he's got to be taking some kind of mind altering drug. I'm sorry. Listen, whatever is going to lead him to decide that his his next stop is the New York Jets, I'm all for it. If he wants me to do four days of darkness, I'll do that as well. Rumor has it that he's going to come out. His agent's going to be there, and then he tells the agent, "I decide to go to the Jets." The agent shoves him back into the room, <laughs> locks the door until Don't he comes up with a better result. Don't be a hater, man. You're, you're, how'd your football team do this year? Uh, I, well, I, I remember the Jets beat them in a come-from-behind win. Yeah, we did. And, well, the most important thing that had to happen to the Steelers here is to have hope that we have a franchise quarterback in our draft. That seems we accomplished that fact. It's funny because you talk about – here's a question for you. Talk about the importance of the position. At this, at this moment right now, would you trade either of the Jet Rookie of the Years, one for Kenny Pickett? No. Absolutely insane. 
You're absolutely insane. If, if, if you told me you could, you, Kenny Pickett is going to be a franchise quarterback and you're going to have him for 20 years, you think a wide receiver who's going to no, start crying? No, but, but here's the thing. I, I can't assume he's going to be a franchise quarterback for the next well, he's 20 already, years. He's already shown no, up look, the brief that he can play. He did. And the last like the last half of the season, I would say, he looked he, he looked really good. And what was the used Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving night? Who did they beat where he had the game when he touched The Ravens. The Raiders. The, the, the Raiders. Um, the Raiders got, got a little national yeah. pump two weeks yeah. throw Raiders and uh, Ravens. Yeah, yeah, that, that was game. impressive. But I'm not ready to go so far to say he's going to give me 20 years of greatness. Let me let me get your thoughts on the Super Bowl, though. So you think this is a high-scoring I, game? I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm convinced that the Eagles are going to go right through Kansas City's defense, which is not good to begin with. Uh, and that therefore, that will then push the Chiefs to try to score. I think we're looking at a game where the Chiefs are constantly trying to catch up. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be the over. Uh, I like a parlay with Kelsey scoring a touchdown, okay. Sanders scoring a touchdown, and both teams score twenty points. Ooh. But I, I could see either team winning the game. What's the odds on me, that as a parlay? You got the it odds. Pretty, for me? It was pretty good. It pretty was pretty good? high. I like that. Yeah. I mean, let I, me I write this down. A- Hang on, let me write this down real quick. So you said uh, Eagles and both teams go over twenty. Kelsey and Miles Sanders score a touchdown. I got okay. that in my DraftKings. Gotcha. There we go. But uh, I don't see, see, I don't see, I don't see Kansas City winning a low-scoring game. I, to me, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the, the Eagles are definitely putting twenty-five on the board, and might even play. So that's going to force the Chiefs to even score more, which means take a lot of Chief props because they're going to be passing the ball all over the place. That's I like it. I like it, Danny. Enjoy the game today, man. You too, brother. And enjoy uh, Kenny Pickett for the next twenty years. Right, we hope so. Look, I, I like Mike Tomlin, so. You know, I, I I I like to see the Steelers do well unless they're playing the Jets. Uh, so I, I mentioned this earlier. Both teams, the number one seeds at sixteen and three, both have scored five hundred and forty six points. Both have six All Pros, including a Kelsey brother uh, and their quarterback. So these are two evenly matched teams. I I would I would say, and everyone would agree, that the advantage goes to Kansas City in two regards, and it might be the most too important aspects of this game and it's the the quarterback Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Hurts they're one and two in MVP uh and, and Andy Reid's a better coach than than Nick Sirianni and, and Sirianni I thought was awesome this year but when you give Reid and Mahomes two weeks to prepare you know look out Travis Kelsey is just the ultimate like mismatch for everyone he's like he's got that like LeBron factor we hear you know, how do you defend him? Well, you throw you throw different looks at him, throw multiple guys at him, you know, switch it up a little bit, try to confuse him. And then in the, in the end, it just doesn't matter because they're always open. They're just going to get their numbers regardless. So are, are, are the Eagles going to be able to contain Travis Kelsey? I don't believe so. But I think that they do enough offensively to neutralize that. And, and, and you break this game down. It all goes back to, you know, who wins the battle of the line of scrimmage. And the Eagles, we know, are, are the best in, in football at, you know, pass rush win win percentage and, and, and getting to the quarterback. Mahomes, a little compromise. This offensive line is not the same one that we saw in their last Super Bowl appearance against the Buccaneers. They're much better. And I think Mahomes is smarter than he was back then. And that and that and and by the way, that game didn't fall on Mahomes. We saw him running for his life, hitting guys in their helmet. They're just dropping the ball. But I think Mahomes is going to be wiser in a sense of getting rid of the ball quicker, and getting his guys out in space and making them them tough to defend. 
So I don't know if we're going to see a bunch of sacks, but it, it's it, it's going to be a great game. I, I still contend Mahomes, when he's rolling, is the best show on television. He's right up there with Steph Curry. I think there's a lot of similarities between Mahomes and Steph. I mentioned uh, the commentary coming into the finals uh, for Steph before he finally won his that, that elusive finals MVP, and he's never going to face criticism again the rest of his career. And Mahomes, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 57% completion percentage in his two Super Bowls. And that's what we nitpick because he's so great. So tonight has to be the night for him to really quell that noise and put him on par with Brady as far as pacing to become the greatest quarterback of all time. Statistically, he's the best quarterback in the pocket and outside of the pocket. We know the Eagles, what they do defensively. So I just think this is an exciting matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. I I still think the Bengals might have been the best team in the AFC, but with Mahomes, he's the he's the difference maker. He's the difference maker, and it's the only thing you fear. If you switch the quarterbacks tonight, if you put Mahomes on the Eagles and Hurts on the Chiefs, there's no question everyone's picking the Eagles to win this game. No question. But when you have to account for Mahomes, a guy you just simply don't want to bet against, here's what you have. Everyone's torn. What's the line at? One and a half for the Eagles? It's close. It, this is a, a, a closely contested game. And I'm looking forward to it in about an hour from now. At 4 o'clock, we're going to talk to my homie Nick Wright from FS1, First Things First. He's like the only person on the planet who thinks that tonight's going to be a blowout. He's got the Chiefs rolling. And I'm going to press him on that. Is this bias? Is this like your anxiety talk and you're rooting for that? Or do you think the Chiefs are really going to roll in this one? Two more hours to play with. Still a lot of football to get to. We'll talk some hoops as well. Ty D. Butler on Twitter. Ty D. Butler on Instagram as well. We're going until 5 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.